right, well, welcome back to the Blue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on iTunes. Search Glue or Search Glue Guys. Great ratings so far. I think 22 have rated us five stars all the way, except for one person. But we appreciate also the negatives with the positives. Any rating is good for us. Thank you. Please do so. It's like I'm talking leading to with you. the ratings tonight, huh? Um, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Thank you to all of our followers who have been, I guess, following. Mike, it's just so good to hear your voice again <laughs> coming in over these airwaves. I'd it's been a while. Thing. Been a crazy week About for the both of us, field. wasn't it? Actually, last week was crazy for me. This week was crazy for you. Yeah, what was your deal last week? Oh, dude, I just. Ugh. Well, I can't even get into it, but real, get into it. real estate troubles combined with. Wedding planning dribbles, just life. Just oh, life are you that? really getting knee deep in the wedding planning? Oh, it's going down. I mean, we just have all kinds of. I'm not even, not even supposed to say this. No, I'm not gonna say it. Why? I gave. By the way, I gave Brian my. Thank you for inviting me to your wedding. Yeah, no, it was the least I could do. Um, <laughs> it, literally, no. No, you were on. You you made the A list, Mike. That's oh, what that's, we th- that's I what, hope I would. Yeah. Well, oh. you did. So thank um, you. No, I just had a bunch of, just a bunch of, I had to meet the DJ and all that stuff. Going DJ. How old's the DJ? What's the Young, DJ's name? Her name's Mona. And Ooh, she's like a lady DJ. 27, I think. Um, but she seems to get us, you know? She just gets the spirit of, of the wedding. <laughs> What's the Brian Katie playlist? What are we looking at here? <clears throat> mostly Limp Bizkit. A lot of Moby. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> just Corn and Limp Biscuit, really, just. Yeah. <laughs> Just, back and forth just a full album play yeah. it's like when yeah, a band <laughs> let like it go yeah. bruce springsteen's river tour you're just like chocolate yeah. biscuits and what is the cho- hot dog flavor with chocolate starfish <laughs> and the hot yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly it's chocolate biscuits right yeah. <laughs> yeah that's your next album um yeah no and then this week you've just been they've been jerking your chain over there at the office haven't they really been putting me through the mill mm-hmm. just <laughs> earning your stripes man it's been you great. gotta, you gotta make your bones su- i work super tuesday I work at a news radio station in town, WCBS 880, which you can also oh. hear the Nets games sometimes. Right on. So listen. <laughs> Is that, are you <laughs> plugging CBS radio right now? So listen to our juggernaut radio yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, Super Tuesday was great. Always fun. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. yeah. We, we're just going to talk uh, politics um, on our <laughs> basketball podcast. A big Marco Rubio fan. He's yeah. more of a cruise guy. Just kidding. Yeah, no one's ever said that. Within a hundred miles of this place, no one's ever said that. Um, the Nets. Yeah, so we've been gone long since February twenty second, I think, or maybe we, before that. We apologize again. Yeah, to all yeah. of our fans, and thanks for sticking with with us. If you're listening, so appreciate you guys. Really, we didn't forget about you. We were dying that we we've. I mean, we you should see the email chain. It's a mile long. It's like. Oh crap! I gotta go. It's mostly Mike just feeling like, "Oh, what was me?" And you know, <laughs> just kidding. It's not. It's mostly me. That, it's mostly me saying that, or mostly me just like being slow to respond. Um, it is interesting the time with which we took a not really a hiatus, but we yeah, we, a lot we, happened. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best part. Massive du- directional change in the uh, future of the franchise. Yeah. We hired. We haven't even talked about hiring Sean Marks. We that that was the last podcast. It was like literally an hour after that podcast was published. And he, here's my take about Sean Marks. You got a hot take on Sean Marks. So <laughs> well, we let a, a two weeks to gestate. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, yeah. Um, I understand why Prokhorov likes him. Sure. When you hear him talk, so when Marks talks, he talks about you know creating an atmosphere that is like the Spurs where everyone can contribute. Everyone down from an, a lowly intern to, mm-hmm. I guess, the owner is allowed to contribute, maybe. Sure. Uh, he it's He's trying to create... <clears throat> an overall theme to the team as opposed to 
And Prokhorov talked about this before, and he tipped his hand in that letter to Yahoo, or letter to the fans, saying that he, we can't just look at opportunities. We have, have to have a plan. Mark seems to be big on a plan. Uh, so far, how would you grade Sean Marks? I mean, it the, got rid of Joe Johnson. The Sean, the Sean Kilpatrick era? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... Listen, I mean, we've been competitive the last couple of games. I don't know if you've been watching these late games as closely as I have. It's, um, I mean, again, and this is sort of, you know, and we'll get into this. The Tony Brown era is better than the Lionel Hollins era. There's no question about that. And I wonder point. if it's just because, like, he, like, I don't even know. I mean, I will say it appears that they've drawn up a couple of give-and-go plays for Brooke Lopez, and which is the first time anyone's ever done that, it, like, in, in any of our various actually put on top chef yeah um i think it's in maryland too exactly well dc i'm sure um anywho what are they what are they making crab cakes yeah they're making some lobster tail so they got uh we can't can't watch top chef i apologize it's men in black black better (laughs) for background images um so they're running give and go plays and it actually works really well with brooke lopez because as like any coach ever could have probably told you like they everyone always on the whiteboard it's got to be double you know double team brook lopez as soon as you he gets the ball in the post and with the give and go play what works so well about it is that as soon as donald sloan or whoever it is who can never finish the freaking thing um you know gives it to him in the post that his defender starts drifting up drifting away towards brook lopez Uh, like it it makes perfect sense it's like and he gets the ball out of brook's hands quickly as opposed to quick the yeah. The double team's coming. Brooks sees it. He waits for it to come to him. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, now it's time to make a decision. This is quick moving. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. it's it's like what can really change from one coach to another midseason? There's like not terribly much you can put in, especially if you're the interim coach. You're really just sort of running with the old stuff that you had been doing. But this team is is legitimately playing better. It's There's exactly no the kind of thing you could put in, something so simple as a give-and-go play. And like you don't have to, you know, upend your whole offense or whatever. You just be like, it's so, it's such a simple play, and it works so well. If Donald Swan could just finish the goddamn play, yeah. The uh, so, and you know, we've talked about this before. Knicks Nets worst point guard situations in the league. The Nets, it kills me because I, I don't know if it was the Clippers game or one of the games that they lost in this West Coast trip when Larkin was so just inadequate, mm. and they left him in for most of the game, and then Donald Swan came in off the bench to finish the game and added nothing more. That was a weak horn. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I don't don't I have, do it. I have such fears from that one Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> drop. I have like, PTSD <laughs> from that thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I had tinnitus yeah. <laughs> for, for weeks. That's why we've been doing a pod. because it blo- You didn't hear this on the pod because luckily edit it I, all you heard was us laughing yeah. hysterically at a blank space of time. Was that what happened? That's how we edited it? That's yeah. embarrassing. Well, no, I took it out, but then it's just us laughing. I yeah. thought it was important to keep in with the whole theme of... Sure. We like to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Or, you know. Like Deadpool, which Sm- I saw. Smelts, tell me about how good Ryan Reynolds is. I really don't, I really don't get why that became the, like, the biggest movie in America for three weeks running. Don't get it. You know, I saw it. It was fine. It was interest. It was interesting within the framework of how we see all Marvel movies now. But it's not. It's fine. People like that character. That like in the comics world, people love Deadpool. Yeah, that. I mean, that must be it, right? I don't think people are. I don't think it's Ryan Reynolds fans. No, where oh two God. guys, a girl, a pizza place. Have you met, ever met? Gotta a guy say, that's like, that was me. 
What? Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Great TV show. I didn't even know that he was on that. We were young. Yeah. I think he was on the show. But Van Wilder, like, when Van Wilder came out at our age, it was not really Animal House. I won't give it that. But it was probably the the funniest college movie that we were given when we were young. I said it before, before the podcast, that he's just doing a bad Jim Carrey impression every time he... (laughs) When you said that, it was exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. Just watched a lot of Ace Ventura growing up. Um... Anyways, Nets. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean Kilpatrick, I've been trying to get, uh, trying to think of, uh, how much I enjoy him if, if he is good. I can't tell. You know, I, and I said this to you, I think, uh, you know, Sean Marks has said that he wants to kind of pilfer the D League, uh, use 10 day contracts to, to bring new talent into this team, give them basically a workout with this team because it's, the, the Nets have minutes to give to players it'd be great if they could if they could find even like a nick young type just a guy who can just score who's not even that good that'd be a big help mm-hmm. for this stretch run to yeah. avoid the number one overall pick um i don't know if sean kilpatrick's the answer he looks great great haircut great haircut good good body i like the physique i like the uh I like the spirit brings a lot of spirit to the to the game i mean he's he's I can tell he, you know, he he sees that there's an opportunity. He's doing a lot of bench celebrating to ensure that the coach knows he's invested. Which is kind of important. Got to do it. You know, you don't want to be the ten day contract guy just glued to the there, there to needs, the mopey chair. If I worked for like a basketball agency, there would be something like I'm sure in uh, Hollywood there's like award speech doctors. There are people who come in and tell you like if you win awards, this is what you have to say. This is what you have to do. This is how you have to act. I would do the same thing for basketball for 10-day contracts. Mm-hmm. I would cuz when you're a 10-day contract guy, you got to come in, you got to you got to bring the personality on the bench, yeah, make some friends, make slap friends hands, with people really quick. Act like you already are friends with these people. Just for no, the, no, don't act like you're no, friends. No, no, with no, the no. Just just the image of it. I'm not saying like when you're in the group, you're not acting like that. But you got to act like you're already like friendly with these guys on TV. <laughs> slap slapping backs. You, you slapping so backs. You want shaking hands. See, so you're a bad coach. You, getting you want them to play to the, the camera. Beer. You got to play to the coach. You got that's you know, you got to you got to you got to play to everything. You got to use all assets here. Coach, camera. I guess too cuz when the they're playing fans. Back the footage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're pouring over the footage. You got to get out there and act like you you belong but you're respectful. I would love to see friendly. just how indignant you would be on a 10-day contract. Just <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, do you need a foot rest? I could just, I just bend down. And you could just, like, yeah, put your feet up on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want? I got only got eight more days. You know, heck, who cares? Um, <laughs> I have been really enjoying this run. This, this, yeah, your, your chippiness uh, tweet got got a lot of love. Everyone liked how we were chipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my tweets. Yeah, yeah. I look back on them sometimes, and just think, what was I? What was I even trying to? <laughs> what was I trying to accomplish with that one? So that's what I think before I tweet, and so I don't ever tweet anything. Yeah, you just gotta I, put it out I there. can't even tell you how many times. Got to ride I, the wave. I know you don't believe me, but I I will write out a tweet and I will think long and hard about it, and then I will erase it and I believe put it that. back in my pocket. Knowing your personality, I'm a Libra through and through. You know, what does in, that mean? Indecisive scales of justice. I'm a Taurus. Uh-huh. You know, just horns ahead. Such a Taurus. I had no <laughs> idea. Up. No, I'm serious. I mean it. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, great scene right now in Men in Black. <laughs> the spaceship is crashing into the. Once we put this on, here. wow, that CG is really bad. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so here, the couple things I'm watching for the end of this season, you know, as much as you can really be invested in this team, a team that is the fourth worst record in the league. The one thing is like, okay, 
whenever Randy Hollis Jefferson gets back, which is kind of becoming a weirder situation. Yeah, taking a long time here. We were thinking it was going to be after the All-Star break, like almost immediately after the All-Star break. Hasn't happened yet. I will say, you know, this is like the weakest reporting in the world, probably like not legitimate. I was able to go to the Barclay, or not the Barclay Center opening, but the practice facility opening mm. in Sunset Park. Oh, yeah. Tell me all about that. No. I, I No, no, no. <laughs> so, put okay, your hand up. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I'll, here's my practice facility spiel. Okay. Uh-huh. When people say that uh, people with the Nets and people who cover the team say that the practice facility um, is a tool to get free agents and it, it will be useful. I do get it. It is beautiful. Mm. I mean, honestly, it would be where I would have my wedding if I could have my wedding. Yeah. You could do views, it all over again. Views of Manhattan, wide open space. They have. Do you think I should reschedule? I should push it back I think a little. It would be kind of the perfect Brian Egan wedding. Yeah. I think your dad would be in, into that, don't you think? Oh, G Dub's. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, getting out to Brooklyn would be tricky. Hotels are a little more expensive. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, the players have. I mean, we were really able to tour the whole facility. You know, I, I walked in the gym where the Whirlpool is. You can check all this out on thebrookengame.com. I put up a bunch of pictures. But the players have their uh, their own rooftop lounge, something that, you know, you can expect, you know, like the wood paneling and fake trees and uh-huh. all that great stuff. Fake trees? Fake trees. Looks beautiful. We weren't able to go up there, unfortunately, but look look beautiful via the the graphic imaging that we saw. So we're being told that it's a tool for free agency, and I totally get that. I haven't toured the rest of the facilities in the NBA. Don't know what they look like. But I also I find it I do still, no matter how much I liked it, I do still find it hard to believe that free agents are going to come to Brooklyn because of that place. That's mm-hmm. not gonna. It just will not happen. It would be illogical for a basketball player who is who's hearing it from his agent and all the people in, that he is going to become a net because they have a nice practice facility. It's nice. It's totally nice. It's a plus. It adds to it. It's maybe like a five percent boost on the overall scale of yeah. the portfolio of being a Brooklyn net. It's but it's just not like let's. I don't want to get too sure overhyped about it. I think you're right that on its own, it's not like that justifiable of an asset. But in chorus with like what they. Everything that Prokhorov says he wants to do is about this culture <clears throat> concept that he is obviously unable to like implement, you know. But he wants the culture, so a nice practice facility in chorus with a like like legitimate whatever this culture concept is in his mind. Maybe that's the thing he's after. It's like it's, it just helps bolster a a premium experience. It's right. a premium experience we're after. And you and you can't have a really nice arena and then have a really crappy practice that's facility what we had in East Rutherford. I mean, right. really. Yeah. Um so I totally get it. I'm not and again, I'm not saying that it's like a but that's also like just a it's PR not a negative guy's job to be like, yeah, it'll help us do something. But yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to legitimate. I mean, honestly, if like I'm not even kidding. If the Nets wanted to make and I believe that they will do this, not like I have any sources. They're going to make this like a facility with which people can rent out. And it is, I mean, it really is legitimately like beautiful views, nice. Plus, you're talking about like having weddings and stuff there. That's what the players are going to think. The players are going to want to have their weddings there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going after. Um, and, you know, to sort of talk about like, so the overall culture 
and what they're trying to now build with Sean Marks. It, I, that to me is the only, uh, besides the cost saving with that they got from getting rid of Joe Johnson. I mean, what was it? $3 million yeah. that he gave up or I forget mm-hmm. what it was. Um, I do think that move was partly motivated as a small signal that we are, we being the Nets, our professional basketball organization. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a that veteran up for a debate. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy on this team who's a veteran, aka Joe Johnson, who'd been in the league for a long time. He really doesn't have a place on this team. And yes, we could just hold on to him because we're paying the money, but I think letting him. Letting him go because the Nets had to let him go to make this happen um, is sort of a small signal to say, hey, like we're going to act like you should act. A guy who has no role on our team, who is a veteran, we're going to let him go. You know, I wanted selfishly for Joe Johnson to remain on the team just because I am so obsessed. The one number one thing I'm obsessed with right now is getting is getting that those draft odds smaller and smaller. I don't know. I think I think it's helps. Getting rid of know, to, be, you think to be honest, I, we've played like really competitively against you know these. I mean, the Laker game was bad, but um, that Clipper game they was got, they got real. I mean, it's like Russell had his best game. D'Angelo Russell had his best game of his career. I mean, there's nothing. He was. He have was you hitting, ever seen a player more eager to like break out and celebrate his like breakout? Like it's the, he's like I really want to like be really good, but like, just like skip all this other stuff. Like, I just like want to be good already. There is something really weird going on there. Yeah, that w- yeah. personality was. There's like there's the whole story of like Kobe's retirement tour, which is absolutely hilarious. That he's Dude, like the, this mascot for the league now. The part where he just came out in a black on black suit, which was okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Johnny Cash, uh, and the whole arena erupts. Just him, and it's like this. The listen, I get it. I get it. You have a strong emotional attachment to him, but like, there's 82 games. You're gonna do that for every single one of these things that he like, you know, pokes his head out for. It's crazy. And you know, I I mean, the Nets got the, the that's a game that like would have been awesome to win, but over and you know, obviously, I th- I would think Lakers fans would have been totally happy if they lost that game because it only hurts their pick position. Yeah, but um, I'm I am uniquely obsessed about. Not giving Boston the number one overall pick. I mean, the Nets are doing their job. The Nets have the fourth worst record in the league. Um, they're two games behind or up the Timberwolves. However, you want to look at it, the Timberwolves have the fifth worst record. They play mm-hmm. the Timberwolves. If the, Nets could, if the Nets could get to that fifth slot. Are they playing them tonight? Uh, tomorrow. Or, uh, no, they play Denver tomorrow, and then they play the Timberwolves mm-hmm. next or something. Uh, recording this on a Thursday night, but if if they could get away from right now, fourth place in the lottery is twelve percent for the number one pick. Fifth place is nine percent. Not massive, not a huge difference. God, I would love that. Get the Celtics pick even worse and worse. Mm-hmm. What is what is good is bringing in Sharm Marks and getting rid of King, Billy King. Is that no matter what Billy King could have said or even believes himself, every move. Not every move, but the moves that he would have made or still would have been shadowed by his previous moves. And this trading away the pick, um, he still would have been, he would have been the guy who did that. So every move following, he would have been compensating for it. Where Marks can just go in clean slate and just say, you know, those picks are gone. Now let's just make the best moves possible for us going forward. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like trying to make up the mistakes, the massive mistakes 
that he did before. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I'm really interested to see how how this team is a player in free agency with Marks. Yeah, I who does who does he hire as a coach? Go, hot take. He he said that he is he's not going to limit his search to anyone. So like the idea was that what I don't want to say a Toro Mancini. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Is that is that as close as possible? <laughs> uh, Spurs assistant, foreigner, you know, <clears throat> highly thought of foreign coach came over for the Spurs. That would be a natural fit. Seems like our our franchise just like <laughs> really kind of pathetically values anyone that has anything to do with the Spurs organization. It's like Spurs vendors. We would love a, a Spurs. Yeah, so Spurs <laughs> interns. <laughs> They get the Spurs interns. Start in start yeah. selling tomatillos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Do, do, is there? A, is there? A, I just I think in general, like from what I've heard from Marks, is that he's going to look everywhere. Um, I think Evan from Joe and Evan on the fan asked him about the Bedell, which is what you have to ask him about. Uh, I don't. He said, "Yeah, he would talk to him, but <laughs> Tom is going to have a lot of offers," which basically means. He's not coming to the Nets. Which I which like. I know you. Yeah. Well, I can't believe nobody else like sees that as a bad fit. Are you really going to be upset if Tom Thibodeau is yes. the Wow, you're insane. Why? Insane, Brian. No. Wait, could, no, who could be? Jason Kidd. <laughs> Jason Kidd's apparently on the on no. the outs of Milwaukee already. I mean, he's a sociopath. That's the here's the, that's the hot take. Yeah. That. I mean, everyone, everyone knows that though. They're finding it out one at a time. I have a feeling he's going to end up coaching in China for an obscene amount of money. Yeah, that's, that's probably his, true. For like Yao Ming's team, that'll something, be his next he's move. He's going to do something strange. Does Tony Brown deserve a look? Kinda. I mean, it seems like he's he he knows what he's doing. He's getting in good with Brook Lopez, and uh, and that's like a smart move from his point of view little like piece ran about how they're bonding things like that so he knows what he's doing um but yeah i mean definitely he shouldn't like certainly not lose his assistant job whatever and to, to whoever but you know i guess that is that what happens when like a new coach they clear house and like all the assistants go in and they bring in their own people i don't know yeah so. typically unless if like there's someone who's so highly thought of mm-hmm. like tom Thibodeau was as an assistant or something then you keep him on i can't also tell i feel like there's a slight you know addictum to uh uh have him just like Ooh. play a bunch of people like What's a, an addictum a addictum addict like somebody told him a dictum yeah. oh okay yeah uh somebody told him <laughs> somebody told him to play a bunch every like everyone on the bench sean marks wants to get a good look at all the assets so get karasev his eight minutes a game yeah that's why we, yeah, yeah. yeah. karasev is the <laughs> clearest example yeah. of that yeah he really doesn't know what he's doing out there sean kill even sean kilpatrick has outshined karasev in in his very short tenure i mean karasev it's hard to think of a guy that does less on in a basketball game than than sergey karasev at this time i don't think i've seen him shoot the ball i know he has he doesn't he doesn't i'm he's, sure he has right but i haven't seen him shoot the ball i've been watching this team he's a glue guy he doesn't shoot the ball <laughs> he just takes a charge Take some charges. Um, you know, I said like the like, I I am totally in and interested on seeing who the names of the he's Sean Mark says he has a short list for coaches, and that he'll look at everyone. So we'll see who that is. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how involved they'll be in free agency because for some feeling I don't it's they're not gonna make a big move. Mm. It's not like it's just the way he's talking. It's I would, I would, I would expect a much slower build than something like, unless if Kevin Durant said, "Yeah, I want to come to the Nets." Hmm. 
I don't I don't think he's going to throw money at Harrison Barnes or, to be honest, even Mike Connolly. Nor should he. Either of those two guys. I, I see past those guys. I, I see think, you. I don't think this team is all that far away from being Dude, decent. Thad Young and Brooke Lopez are playing some of the best basketball of their lives right now. And and if they had a legitimate point guard, if they had just that, just not even adding better wing players, like you can you can keep Wayne Ellington and Boyan Bogdanovich and Ronda Ellis Jefferson, keep those guys, Markel. If they had a legitimate like you top twenty point guard, just someone tw- top twenty's not even asking that much. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know, Jeff Teague or whatever. Jeff Teague's gotta be better than top twenty, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I see what you get. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> uh I don't know about that. Yeah. The answer is not Rondo, though. Are you okay with that? Uh, are, you, or are you still desperate for your Rondo Batum? Look, if you get Rondo Batum, young, twice, <laughs> twice, yeah, young and Lopez on a squad next year, playoffs and pretty, pretty goddamn competitive. True or false? True. Yeah. True. I'm just saying, Rondo's the guy you can have. Rondo, I think. Rondo is the guy you can have. <clears throat> He's if all the free agents. I, if I would say like he could be lured by, you know, New York media and and the whatever glamour is associated with playing here, if there is any, um, that's the guy who would bite on that kind of nonsense. Um, mailbag. Yeah. Okay. Mail time. Mail time. Fat beats, fat heady beats. Um, so we have the Mount Rushmore of uh, email sphere of the email sphere here tonight. Three emails, three um, monoliths. Uh, that's Robbie Rose, Mike Wims, and Louis Torres. You guys, thank you so much for writing. And I'll start from with Robbie here. Um, Robbie just goes. Where are you guys? The fans need you. Hope all is well, Robbie. Robbie, you are a sensitive soul, and I love you to death. Um, we're doing fine. You know, just got caught up in the hustle bustle of this doggone city living, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'd love for this to be our full-time job, yeah. sponsored by Subway. <laughs> yeah. Get your foot long right here. Yeah. Right? We're waiting. We're waiting. The Ramada the, Inn. Uh, yeah. Heck. We've got a pillow for your head. Dude, I would go fleshlight. I I would I would sell low. Come yeah, on. yeah. There's nothing I wouldn't sell. Yeah. I w- I would have no limitations. Like when you see, I don't know, Julia Roberts pop up in a you know a maxi pack commercial. I would be doing everything under the sun. Yeah, I mean, you see, like the I would have the same you know Joe Rogan podcasts. You know, we'd do the Silk Road, sell some DMT. You know, anything, anything. Does Joe Rogan <laughs> talk <laughs> about Silk Road? I think at one point he did. <laughs> this feels like something you would do. That's bad. Um, you listen to that, Brian? I can't. You listen no, to that? God, no. Oh, yeah. I don't think you would. I listened to the. There's one episode with this guy Hamilton Morris who I really like, and it's really embarrassing. There's one episode with Hamilton, Brian. What? You're so elitist. You, you and your Bernie Sanders. I'm an elitist for liking one episode of the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Um, Tell Bernie I say, hey. <laughs> I don't get you at all, Mike. Um. By the way, Brian and I had a pretty passionate political conversation. Was it last time we potted? Uh, Two times ago. Did we have a passionate? Was it? I, I don't. You got ever, mad at me. For, I don't feel for not trusting Bernie thing. Sanders. That's a that I that is a lie. You Let got just mad at me. No, you were talking about. You said this is what you said. You're talking about. You're Kasich. like everyone else. You're like everyone else out there this, this that is, says uh, 
that that birdie can't do this and that when like it's just like he needs to break up the banks and i was like oh what are god. you si- oh my god i hate Put what you're on doing the tie-dye right bro i hate what you're doing right here um listen you belong out front of a planned parenthood with a picket okay I'm still riding That's with ben <laughs> carson all right still riding with car dog look i want to get off that subject and into this subject by brought to you by mike whims your boy wah, wah, wah. um <clears throat> greetings brian and mike i like the formal um introduction do you think the Nets should go after Mirza Teletovic in free yes. agency? We have a strong bias towards international players with an international GM slash ownership. What do you think his value is in the new cap context? Does he make more or less money than Thad Young made last year, for example? And other former Nets you'd like to see back in black and white this offseason? Alan Anderson, Chris Humphreys, Marshawn Brooks. Where's um, Marshawn now? Oh god, he's got to be in Cambodia. I don't know. I don't know where he is. <laughs> the competitive Cambodian <laughs> Continental Basketball Association. Um, um, former Nets that I want to see back in uniform. I mean, I could go for Jason Kidd playing basketball again. I could see. What? I could. I could. I could be into that. What are you saying? I mean, that's this is a, a serious question. Mike, put some thought into this. I know you want to joke around like a bunch of your country know, club or co- Republican buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Mitt, Mitt run, baby. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Mitt. Get back out there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I would not want... Oh, just going through that list. No to Chris Humphreys, Allen Anderson, and Marshawn Brooks. Yes to Mirza. Yes to Blatch. Yes to... I saw Jorge Gutierrez was out there for 10-day 10, 10 contracts yeah. we had. Bring with him the, back. What was it, Detroit? Who, who, who had him? I um, think he signed with Charlotte or oh, something. Oh, yeah, Charlotte, like Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's out there to be had. He was He was feisty. Um, fit no, he's not team. good. That's not who you want. Yeah, you want um, former Dude, Nets. Dude, Jimmer Fredette is out there. He will be out there. Should the Nets... Dude, the fascination with Jimmer Fredette is... Yeah, I know. ...a troubling one. Even the Spurs bought... The Spurs signed Fredette to a contract, what was it, last season for something? I don't know if it was a 10-day contract or whatever. I mean, even the Spurs bought into like, okay, can we get something out of this guy? Mm-hmm. He was so exceptional in college. But he's not the next Steph Curry. He, hasn't, he, hasn't, he was uh, actually thought of as the next Steph Curry. He hasn't gone full J.J. Redick yet, and will he ever, you know? J.J. really um, really worked on his game. It's pretty incredible what he's become, what mm-hmm. Redick has become. But it's also like, like we say that because, I don't know, we have like a bias against Duke players, particularly, I'll say it, white Duke players that, don't typically do all that well, mm-hmm. and we 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 say we're proud of JJ for turning his game into something. When like really like he was phenomenal in college, and if he didn't be if he didn't turn into a good pro, it would have been it would have been weird. It would have been it, like he was so good, especially now in the NBA where the three point line is everything. Have you seen this like light up three point line thing that Oklahoma has? I was talking so I. What nope. is that? What's going on? I, there? There's been no. I've been like, googling it, and like, there's just been like a Reddit thing about it. But I don't know. There's no explanation. I've is not it seen on the court? I don't know. Or I can't honestly find out. <laughs> I was talking to my coworker about this, and we were stressing out over three hours, and just saying, "Is this something that Sports Center is doing?" Yeah, because I saw it with the Curry shot. Yeah, or like there was a whatever shot before. It happens too faithfully for like you. Like technology normally doesn't work that well. Like we've gotten used to technology being like slow and crummy. It seems to work really well, whatever the technology is, however it's being done. If you haven't seen it, it's it. I don't know how often it happens, but the three-point line in Oklahoma City lights up like orange. 
when somebody takes a three-point shot, it turns like bright red, like orangey red. And I noticed it when Steph Curry hit his game winner, what was it, over the weekend or whatever, um, against Oklahoma City Thunder. I have no clue where that's coming from. Yeah. I would figure it's a TV production. And who is responsible for hitting that button? So well, it's got to be an annoying job. Oh my god, can you imagine? It'd be a but. And how how do they like? What's the camera angle that you were looking at? Because there's no way you can see everyone's feet all the time. I mean, this is like when you, you ever see movies about the future and like the future of sports. Like this is like the beginning element of that of yeah, like hoverboard soon and <laughs> jousting. Yeah. Have you seen they get uh, drone racing? This looks actually kind of awesome, I no. would say. So it's like basically Diddy Kong Racing, um, IRL, and they uh, rent out like you know soccer arenas, and there's they don't put any people in the stands, but they just have them fly through like all the different back alleys and like you know around the arena, and they have to fly through. Oh, thank you. By the way, I think that there's a marketing, marketing, marketing opportunity um, for us and these Miller Light cans. Um, Miller Lite has screw bottles now, and you can screw them on and off. And if you're like us, who like to drink their beer around lots of electronics, well, um, gestating. <clears throat> well, just is well, that just, the word? Gestations or smells? What's going on over there? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, I worked at three a.m. this morning. Yeah, no, My you're doing well. In a blender. You're doing well. Thank um, you, buddy. You're feeling the burn. I can tell. Um, but these screw bottle Let's things. Uh, are great because I'm not worried about knocking it over and ruining all this equipment. And it's also a pint. So, which is the bigger size. Ready for that check, Miller. Um, what was I talking about? Drone racing. Anyways, yeah, check it out. It's going to be good. It's going to be big. Um, what? What? You don't. No, no. So, sorry. Uh, I was just looking at a, uh, a fantasy basketball trade someone sent me. And I was, uh, it was offensive. What was it? Offen- I'm I'm in ninth place in, out of ten teams. So wow, that sounds great. A little hard to open. Um, and I have I don't know how I'm in ninth. Well, it's okay. Here's my thing about fantasy basketball. Real quick, you're in ninth place because you're a knucklehead. And you I went I went to the mat against free throws made and free throw percentage being a category. I think that is both of them are categories. That is so opposite of what even the sport of basketball is about. That they're on level playing field as assists, rebounds, points, whatever. Wait, so your league doesn't do either or free throws? They do them both. Oh. They do both of them. Okay. I'm fine with one. Yeah. They do both. You do want to choose one or the other. My team is Otherwise, stacked. then you got if you got James Harden, you're winning two categories every every week. Anyways, go ahead. The problem is that I have Andre Drummond. Who destroy? <laughs> I mean, that's a really bad person to choose for that league. What yeah. are you thinking? It destroys my free throws. So I'm bottom in the league in free throws, but I'm. I mean, have you coupled it with a bunch of other bad free throws since you're basically punting those two yeah, categories? Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah. Does it, at this point, it would never have mattered, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. People offer me trades for Paul. I have Paul George and. Just they they throw this stuff at me and I'm just. It's disgusting. It's, it's insulting. Here's my philosophy. I don't punt on the free throw percentage. I think it's the most easily, like if you're if you're setting it, do you do daily or weekly? It's cumulative, cumulative weekly or no like, over the whole season. Over the whoever, whole season, whoever has the best God, free dude, throw this percentage, is the worst like game I've ever heard. I don't want. That's why I don't want to talk about it. Is, even though I did talk about it, this commissioner sucks. Um, but if I do weekly, I think I think what how many people do, and you need to get on this. I'm like that's the fight you should be really fighting for. Um, f- 
free throw percentage is one of the easier categories to predict. You know, a guy that's shooting 90% from the free throw line, you could probably bet in the course of a week he's going to shoot pretty close to 90. You know, that's a good point. Every time. Field goal percentage, much less likely to, you know, you could have a couple of games where you're shooting one for seven and that throws your whole thing off. Anyways, I don't want to get, this is not a fantasy podcast. This is about the news around the league, isn't it? Sure. Oh my God. Is it playing? It's the news! <laughs> Ryan, buddy. All right, news around the league. Oh, the feeling that I just had. It's so annoyed. Sorry, go ahead. Um, the Warriors are great. Very exciting. That's one news story. Um, second news story. So, <laughs> recently, so LeBron has been out a few games. You know the story? You familiar with what I'm about to say? Uh, vaguely. LeBron was out a few games, and... Within the time that he was not playing basketball, he flew to Miami where he uh, – videos posted online from a trainer that showed him and Dwayne Wade working out together mm-hmm. or something. People are mad. People are angry. Um, my thing is, like, normally I wouldn't care. I'm not one of those people that says, like, everyone has to hate each other. I'm fine with, like, someone being friends and then – Wait, what? That's the problem that they're supposed to hate each other. What the hell is? This? Well, the problem is, is so the people who are defending LeBron for working out with Dwayne Wade is that, hey, they're friends. LeBron was taking time off anyways. It's not a big deal for him to fly down to Miami because he's LeBron James. He has the resources to do that, and him working out with Wade is not. I mean, it's like him working out with his friend. It's not giving anyone a competitive advantage or disadvantage. So they're working out. My thing is that I would. I, I would be legitimately annoyed and feel put off if I was a Cavs fan or a Cavs player that the guy who's supposed to be leading my team is playing or practicing with someone else that I'm that you may see in the playoffs. Like that I legitimately Oh my god, do you really think that? I really think that. Like okay. It's not the Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez situation. They're brothers. It, they're gonna see each other. But wouldn't it be weird if last season Darren Williams was suddenly just working out with Carmelo Anthony on the side. We would have killed him. We would have said that he... Well, I would have killed him. We would have said that... What, you well, that would have been too bizarre. First of all, Darren Williams doesn't work out, so that's that's first and foremost. <laughs> no fact. Yeah. Or Carmelo, for that matter. Um, so that's... But, I mean, I get what you're saying, but like they also... I mean, we're like best best buds, you know, known, known totally. best buds before they were even on the same team for four years. You know, that, those relationships are, that's like a human relationship. But there is something, it, it was in season, it's getting close to the playoffs. This is, these are, I, I would, this is your, and I think right now the heat. Smelts, you, you need more sleep. This is not you. I, this is not no, the same no, no, smelts no. that. No, no, no. Honestly, like in season, you shouldn't be practicing with a guy from another team. That is so completely odd. Like you, that doesn't happen. It happens because LeBron has carte blanche to do whatever he wants in Cleveland. There's no one there to check him. They fired their coach, which no one seems to care and talk about the fact that the number one team in the East has an interim coach. Well, I guess he's not interim because he got a contract. And we're expecting that team, the team that fired their coach, to go to the NBA Finals. But the best player on that team, who has been proven that he can do whatever he wants without uh, regulation from ownership, that he's going and flying, taking 
games off, then he's going and flying to the city with which he used to play to work out with a guy that he used to play with that they may see in the in the NBA playoffs. I mean, I think I think the Heat are the fourth or fifth seed at the moment. That would be the second round matchup potentially in the NBA playoffs. I don't know. If if I'm Kevin Love, honestly, if I'm Kevin Love, anyone on the Cavs, I would feel weird that the leader of my team is playing with someone else. Is practicing with he had, he had to go find whatever he was looking for, he had to go find um energy from someone else. Mm-hmm. You don't feel this way. No, I think it's I mean if he's he was hurt, I mean, right? Is that even the still you you No, he wasn't hurt. He was just <clears throat> just t- taking days off. Just taking days off can just like generally getting energized again. He does the LeBron thing where he goes on vacation for a little bit. Which is smart. You know, I'm I'm again I'm all about vacation. I don't know. I I get it. I just I just don't care. I mean, the guy's gonna go to the finals anyhow. It's all it's all about playing the long game. He learned this from Spolstra. He knows. He knows the deal. Well that was my other thing. Okay. So Cavs Cavs are number one seed in the East right now. They're two games ahead of the Raptors. So there's even a shot that the Raptors could overtake and take them. Small shot. Small tiny tiny nice shot. Um Is there any scenario? I mean, do you is there any possibility Raptors beat the Cavs at all? Or is it just or Cavs Cavs are going to the finals? Raptors do not beat I don't think many people on a seven game series still. I don't I don't, I don't see Yeah, it. I agree with that. I think the team that would most give them trouble, I guess, would probably be the Celtics, just because That's what I was saying they're just such a weird team. It's just like it would put a lot of pressure on Cleveland because they couldn't even they couldn't even play Tristan Thompson at center. I at that also point. think Brad Stevens is one of the few coaches in the NBA that like actually impact the game pretty fundamentally and would like could, could very easily outwit a Tyron Lue, um, you know, or. You know, I don't know, but I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. If I had to put, if I had to put my hard-earned dollar on it, I would not choose them. I'm, uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's go- also going to be interesting to see how much uh, Golden State is a favorite over whatever comes out of the East, which will probably be Cleveland. I mean, Golden State already kind of went through their playoff growing pains last year by losing two games to Cleveland. You know, uh, they're still not Cleveland is still not a cohesive team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know what they do. Yeah, but hey, listen, you know, Cleveland was banged up. If Golden State goes into those playoffs banged up, I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Mike. If we if we get an ankle injury to your boy Steph Curry, you know, like <laughs> anything's possible. You know, what I'm anything's possible. That was news around the league. <laughs> that was it. That was that was the only thing that felt legitimate. Um, no other news, huh? Is there anything else we should hit before we go? Uh, you know, Mike, I'm just glad to be back. I hope we can do this again more often. You know, anyone out there, if you got a buddy that's got a, like a tow truck company or something, or just got a van, really, we will happily like take 20 bucks to, uh, just sing their praises <laughs> on the air. <laughs> that's a sponsorship. Oh, that's going to be your moving. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I also need it for that too. So, um, Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Oh, you out here, Mike. Check us out on iTunes. Search Glue or search Glue Guys. Uh, Brian, thank you again for pressing buttons later than you should. Damn it! <laughs> Not enough time to defend myself.